There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Monday, November 20th, 2023, and it's another Lions victory. Still here at Ford Field. Here you go. Oh, these seats were filled at one point today. This is still Sunday. You're looking live at Ford Field. One of the perks of this job is actually getting to do this podcast on the field. It's rather fun. Sometimes I walk like at that lion at center field. Other times I think to myself that I could actually kick a field goal. Like right there, you can see the goalpost. I couldn't. I'm not that athletic. Maybe you could. But what a hell of a game on Sunday for the Lions, because this was a loss. You come into the game and you say to yourself, you're going to blow the Bears out. Lions were favored by 10 at one point. Then you find out Justin Fields is going to play in the game. Spread goes down to about seven and a half or eight. There wasn't a single Lions fan in this building that was concerned that Detroit was going to lose. Not a single one. But then the game started. Bears scored right away. First drive went up seven, nothing. Then Jared Goff throws a pick. The Lions' first drive. Bears get the ball back. Jared Goff threw three interceptions on Sunday. Lions turned over the ball again. Four total turnovers. Craig Reynolds coughed it up on a kickoff return. Four turnovers. Lions were sunk. They trailed by 12 with about four minutes to go. No way they're winning this football game. Bears aren't going to allow them. This had the makings of an SOL, pathetic, awful loss all over it. You're trying to get the one seed in the NFC. You can't lose games. You especially can't lose games to bad teams. The Bears only have three wins coming in. I know their record doesn't indicate how good they might be. Doesn't matter. You're a good football team. you got to win games like this. It's that simple. And everybody turned on the Lions, too. It's funny. This crowd was electric, but at one point they were booing Jared Goff. And at one point, a decent part of the crowd left. They thought the game was over. They wanted to be traffic. Like, before we get into the actual game, what the hell are you thinking? You can't leave this game early against the Bears this year with this Lions team. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Panayak Sewell actually said it himself. He said, can't believe that people actually left. Turning off the lights here at Ford Field. Just got a little freaky, didn't it? But anyway, fans left Ford Field. They were convinced the Lions were going to lose. At one point, fans were booing Jared Goff. Dan Campbell talked about the boos. Jared Goff talked about the boos. And Panay Sewell talked about the boos. Panay Sewell said, you better not boo. Because you would never boo him to his face. And then somebody said, well, uh, should we send pictures of the people that booed? Or maybe names. So it was like, all I need is faces. It was pretty funny. But the bottom line is, years past, I totally get fans leaving early. You should leave early. The Lions have stunk our whole lifetime, right? But this Lions team, that until yesterday was 7-2, second best record in all the NFL, you're only down 12 points. I know it seems impossible, but why are you leaving? I would never leave. Probably paid a lot for these tickets. But whatever. My job is not to shame you. And maybe I understand you leaving. Maybe I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. Because at one point, the Bears had a 98.8% chance 
according to the FBI on ESPN, to win this football game. And then the Lions struck. Down 12. About, what, 320 to go? 330, 340? The Lions put together two drives, 320 total seconds, two touchdowns. The Bears went three and out in that process. And the Lions walk away with an improbable, masterful victory. Eight and two for the first time since 62. Think about that for a second. It's been 61 years since the Lions have been eight and two. 61 years. That's older than me. That might be older than you. I don't know how much gas was. I don't know how much a loaf of bread was. 61 years. That's insane. Just another milestone that this Detroit Lions team is putting together. But the game was amazing because they were sunk the entire time until they weren't. So let's start with the negative, shall we? Jared Goff, the three picks. The last one wasn't his fault. It got tipped. Jared Goff looked horrendous. Absolutely brutal. This was a game where you thought your quarterback was going to lose it for you. This was a game, if there's any Goff doubters still out there, the Goff doubters are probably like, see, 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 you don't want to pay this guy. But then a funny thing happened. End of the first half, Goff found a way to engineer a two-minute drive line, score a touchdown. And they scored back-to-back touchdowns at the very end. One was a pretty pass to Jamison Williams. We'll get into it. And the other one, to win the game, was David Montgomery falling into the end zone. How special for Demo. Playing against his old team for the first time since he left Chicago, and he scores the game-winning touchdown. It was awesome. This place was electric. The people that stayed were happy that they stayed. The people that left are probably still pissed that they left. But it wasn't all good. We started with the bad. Jared Goff was bad until he was good. I'll tell you another thing. The defense was bad until they were good. They could not stop Justin Fields. 104 yards on the ground for Fields, who was back for the first time in four weeks. He threw for another 169 yards and a touchdown. And it was same old, same old. Lions defense against the quarterback that can put the uh, tuck the ball and run stunk. And it wasn't just like you could stop Justin Fields. The defense as a whole stunk. There was missed tackles galore. There was pathetic penalties. There were penalties that were extending Chicago drives. Like, this is what was so annoying about this game. The Lions by no means played their best game. Now, they still find a way to win. But I would say they probably played their D-plus game, maybe even a D-minus. But the crazy thing about it, too, is as bad as the Lions' defense was, and as many times as the Lions' offense coughed up the football, you know what? The Bears forced four turnovers. How many points do you think they scored off four turnovers? Ten. That's it. That's a good job by the defense. The Bears were forced to kick four field goals. And as you know, you're not going to win too many football games in the NFL with kicking field goals. So again, bad defense turning into a good, only allowing 10 points off four turnovers. And at the end, forcing a three and out. Lions scored a touchdown to pull this thing within single digits. One score. Jamison Williams from Jared Goff. Bears got the ball back. 
ran the ball, stopped. Ran the ball, stopped. Justin Fields, deep toss, just missed his man down the left side. Happened right there, actually. Right there. Lions get the ball back, and you knew they were going to win. They moved the ball effortlessly. It was over for the Chicago Bears. Then the Lions score. David Montgomery scores. They take the lead, and the Lions still have to kill 29 seconds because the Bears were still down by, what, two at the time? Kick a field goal, make that three. And then Aiden Hutchinson sacked Justin Fields. And the ball trickled into the end zone. It happened to be a safety ball game. See ya. Bye-bye. Ain't going to happen. Lions win 8-2 and two for the first time since 62. 61 years. Unreal. Unfreaking real. So, yeah, there were some bad things. There were some bad things, without a doubt. But they all ended in good things. Jamison Williams, Dan Campbell talked about him after the game. He says he's part of the herd now. He's accepted. He belongs. Jamison Williams had two big-time catches. 44 total yards, but one of them was on third down to extend the drive in the first half, and the other was a touchdown for Jared Goff to give the Lions a chance. Jamison Williams, two big catches, talked after the game. He enjoys blocking. He's working his butt off, and he understands what he needs to do to become more successful. And Dan Campbell after the game says, listen, his work ethic is phenomenal. So all of a sudden, Jamison Williams, the one guy that was so polarizing, the one guy that everybody loved to bash, the one guy that people took cheap shots at, oh, he's lighting fireworks off on the 4th of July. It seems like, slowly, but it seems like he's becoming a force on your offense, which is fantastic. What about Aiden Hutchinson? Inability to sack the quarterback. Four games since a sack. Then he took down Justin Fields when it mattered the most. Fields had all day on Sunday. All day. And early on, he was running all over the Lions. Lions did a nice job, at least through the second and third quarter, I want to say, of stopping the run, stopping Fields from running. But then he ran the ball more in the fourth quarter. But the Lions defense had no idea what to do. And unfortunately, there was no pressure on Justin Fields the majority of the day. But when it mattered the most, when the Lions took the lead, when there was only 29 seconds left, when the Bears still had a chance to come back and try to win this football game down by three, Aiden got to Justin, took the Buckeye quarterback down, ball game. Place goes berserk. He was asked after the game, he's like, was it more gratifying because Justin Fields played at Ohio State and we're so close to Michigan-Ohio State game? And he's like, well, you never thought about that, but yeah, I guess so. Then, of course, I tried to get a little more information to find out if Aiden is worried about the Buckeyes. And um, he said, you're looking for something. And I responded, yes, yeah, yes, I am. And he didn't give me anything at all. He walked away. What else do I have to tell you? David Montgomery, 76 yards, 12 carries against his old team. You got to feel good for him. Phenomenal. The crowd was amazing when they weren't booing. And all in all, they get the job done. You know, the interesting thing about this entire game and about this entire season, I think Lions fans are programmed to somehow fall back to how things used to be. You automatically think negative. You automatically are ready to yell SOL at the top of your lungs. You're automatically ready to expect the worst. The Lions would have lost that game our entire life. The Lions have lost that game 
our entire life. This Lions team is different. And I don't know how many times they have to prove it to you or how many different ways they have to show it to you. You can bitch and moan about them being bad, playing a bad game, maybe overlooking the Bears, maybe not being ready. You could totally make the point that they haven't been as dominant since getting their ass kicked in Baltimore. They're all very fair points. They really are. But the record doesn't indicate it. Good teams find ways to win. So while old Lions fans and the old Lions, you bitch about the negative, with this Lions team, we should turn over a new leaf and focus on how they're going to figure out how to win a game. Last week, they couldn't stop anybody. Justin Herbert threw touchdown after touchdown in the second half. Dan Campbell went for it on fourth and two. Lions win the football game. Goff was sensational. This week, Lions fall behind, down 12, four minutes to go. No chance to win the football game. What happens? They win the football game. Defense, not good pretty much the entirety of the day until they had to be good. Jared Goff, not good the entirety of the day until he had to be good. This team is different. I think we should all make a promise to ourselves. Let it play out every Sunday before you start your bitching. And I know I'm one to talk because I'm a troll and I'm the first to bitch. Every Lions team of our lifetime loses this game. They probably played their D game. They came back from two scores down late. They improved to eight and two for the first time since 62. 61 years. Don't question it. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy the fuck out of it. Because you deserve it and I deserve it. Hell of a game. And I'm not as fired up after this game as I was last week when they won the game against the Chargers. But this is one of those games that you just find a way to win and then you forget about it. If you want to take something out of it, you can take good and bad, without a doubt. Defense missed so many tackles. They committed way too many penalties. They allowed Justin Fields to pick them apart way too often. The good was sensational, though. Aiden made a sack when he needed to. David Montgomery was fantastic when he needed to be. Jared Goff turned things around, as we already mentioned. Jamison Williams is slowly working his way in. All in all, it's a great win. It's a phenomenal win. And I really don't know what else to say. Turned over the ball four times. You only allowed 10 points. That is solid. You don't want to turn over the ball four times. But if you do, two of those turnovers did not result in points. How about that? Hell of a win. Eight and two. And now, I'll be honest. At the taping of this podcast, the Eagles have yet to play. They take on the Chiefs. So by the time you watch this or listen to this, we'll know what the Chiefs and the Eagles did. But if the Eagles happen to lose, Lions got the best record in the entire NFL, which means they're tied with the Eagles and have a great chance to get that one seed. And if they get that one seed, and it's not too early to think about this, you're talking first round bye, you're talking home field throughout, you're talking about a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl. So I want to know from you, Comment section below. There was a lot of cons, without a doubt. There was a lot of issues. There was a lot of reasons to not be happy about the game. But I do think when your team in the NFL, you sometimes forget that the other team, their players drive Mercedes as well. That's an old comment from Victor Martinez, the former Tiger. 
Those guys are NFL players too. They're good as well. So if you didn't beat them by double digits, who the fuck cares? You just got the win, and that's all that matters. But let me know. I've seen this narrative going around. People are worried about the Lions now. Ever since getting rolled in Baltimore, they didn't look great on Monday night, even though I believe that was a double-digit win against the Raiders. People didn't like the defense last week against the Chargers in La La Land. And then the defense wasn't great on Sunday, and the offense, for the most part, wasn't great, and the quarterback wasn't great. Doesn't matter. They're 8-2. and two. I do think there's a certain amount of the fan base that enjoys bitching about stuff. And I'm one of them. Fully admit it. It's fun to bitch. It's fun to complain. We're human beings. We like to complain. That's what we do. I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about with this one. I mean, yeah, you could point out stuff, but does it mean they're not going to continue to win? No, because all they've done is win. Ten games, they've won eight of them. Some haven't been pretty. Some have been magnificent. They're not all going to be double-digit wins. I feel I'm repeating myself. I'm talking to the voice inside my head right now. I'm sorry. So Lions win it. They're 8-2. and two. They get the Packers right here on Thanksgiving. And then after the Packers, they get 10 days off, and then they go to New Orleans. See what happens. All right. By the way, I'm, I'm wrong about the, the Chiefs and the Eagles. They play Monday night. Sunday night is Minnesota at Denver. Minnesota still a team you have to watch out for. By the way, if the Lions would have lost the game on Sunday and Minnesota goes and beats the Broncos, that's six in a row. Josh Dobbs is just balling, and that means Lions only had a one-game lead on the Vikings. So it's a huge victory for the Lions, a massive victory for the Lions. And that's where we're going to leave it. Comment section below. Let me know what you think. Also, please, as always, I forgot to say this, fired up a little bit. Download the daily ticket wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, rate, and reviews. The reviews are coming in hot and heavy. I do appreciate it. I've already started picking people at random for our first ever ticket trivia. It's going to be in two weeks after Thanksgiving. I got two people picked already. I'm waiting for a third. Then every two weeks, we'll pick three more. I bring you on the daily ticket. I'm going to play the game show host. I'll be the Alex Trebek. And I'm going to ask you Detroit sports questions. And if you win, if you're the best out of your daily ticket subscribers, then I'm going to get you on with a ticket host or producer. And I want you to take them down too because they're way too cocky. They're way too arrogant. So more on that next week. Lions win it. Let's get to the comments very quickly before they kick me the hell out of here. Comments. Here we go. Last podcast was all about Michigan backing down to the Big Ten. I did it on Thursday night. By Friday, we found out that there was more to the Michigan sign-stealing saga, why they really backed away from their court case for the TRO. Who knew? Chris Partridge got fired. Apparently, Chris Partridge, the linebacker coach, was telling people in the program not to cooperate with the NCAA investigation, and he might have tampered with some evidence, too. We also found out that Uncle T, whoever that may be, a booster, a donor, was funding the Connor Stallions spy program. So we found out two big nuggets, two big answers that we've wondered about. Anybody paying Connor Stallions to do this? Because I think we all realize dude ain't doing it on his own with his own dime. 
So apparently a guy by the name of Uncle T is the guy, the booster. They don't know who he is. They thought they knew, but they really don't. And then, what a shocker. Connor Stallions wasn't the only one who knew. He wasn't a lone wolf. Chris Partridge was at least helping. And we wait to see if any more comes out. But I did the podcast last Friday just about Michigan backing down. They didn't want to go to court. I said Michigan fans should feel really upset at Michigan leadership because Michigan leaders made you look like to be a fool. We want to do process. You know how it went. I don't need to go over it. So I did the podcast on Thursday night. Friday morning, late morning, it comes out that we have new details via Yahoo. So here's the comments I got. There was a good comment. This one comes from Brian Lucen. 3262 says, Rieger, you are the man of common sense. Go blue guy gets it. Respect. Thank you. I appreciate it. And now a bad comment. This comment is actually from a ticket text I received on Thursday night when I was doing a show from Buffalo Wild Wings about the Michigan sign stealing scandal. And now Michigan doesn't want to go to court anymore. This guy, and I have to paraphrase because it's very brutal. If you have a queasy stomach, you might not want to watch this part or listen to this part. This guy wanted me to get hit by a truck, live, and be in pain for the rest of my life. Because all I am is a slander machine. I'm a liar. Michigan is not guilty. And he wants nothing but bad things to happen to me for the rest of my life, including he wants me to be in a lot of pain. So that's nice of that guy. Can you imagine being that triggered by somebody on the radio saying Michigan might have cheated? That you feel the need to send in that text? Do you feel bad about yourself? Like, say whatever you want. I can take it. Yell whatever you want. Send me whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. But man, that guy should probably seek some help, I would think. Or a girl. Who knows who sent it. Anyway, that's today's episode of The Daily Ticket. Live here from Ford Field. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Tuesday. We got so much to talk about Michigan and Ohio State. The latest with the sign-stealing allegations as well. We'll catch you on a Tuesday. It's been a pleasure. Here, one last look at Ford Field. This place was filled. This place was filled, people. Just like it's going to be filled when they end up winning a playoff game for the first time in, what, 30 years. Jesus, it's been a while. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow on a Tuesday. It's been a pleasure. How about those 8-2 and two Lions? Comment section below. Let me know what you think. Are you more worried or are you just more happy that they're 8-2? Bye-bye.